0: going to get high, man. Let's stimulate your mind. Get up, Chucky! What have we got here, fucking comedian? <laughs> hmm. Rojan Kim. California Hello, and welcome to the Rojan Kim cast. It's me, Rojan Kim. Thank you for joining me today, May 4th, May 4th. Star Wars Day, because they say may the 4th be with you, which I think it's dumb. I think that's dumb. I honestly don't think that's good. How dare you take the day before Cinco de Mayo, like, basically, essentially upstage the Mexican army's victory over the French army with Star Wars, you know? And Star Wars is, it's great. It's a great movie, uh, or was a great series i don't know now i i didn't even see the last star wars from what i heard it was not that great in fact i've been hearing rumors that the coronavirus was created by disney as a way to make people forget about the last star wars just to make (laughs) just make it go away you know they're like in cahoots with it was actually a deal they're like they told china okay we'll get rid of poo we'll get rid of poo if you unleash the, the the bad virus and they're like, "All right, we'll do it, we'll do it." They shook hands on it. The mouse and the house of she, um, they ha- they shook on it. And there you go. Uh, actually, was that? I think that was actually in the South Park. Maybe I'm just remembering an episode of South Park. I can't tell anymore. Isn't that funny? Isn't that something? We just can't tell if we're in an episode of um, it's like The Simpsons or South Park or you know we're just like fact is definitely stranger than fiction right um i mean including the people who are supposed to be telling us what the facts are you know like the news they're they're just purveyors of uh more i don't know i wouldn't say it's outright fiction sometimes it is i mean and we don't have to talk about recent news let's go to gulf of tonkin right vietnam war it's proven that the gulf of tonkin was largely fabricated and uh press didn't do anything about that i mean it took Daniel Ellsberg leaking the Pentagon Papers to make that a thing, and by then the the war had been going on for ten years, some nine nine years, I don't know, some shit like that. Anyways, what am I talking about? <laughs> Why am I talking about this? What I want to talk about is Orange County. Ah, let's talk about something more pleasant. Enough of this coronavirus talk. Enough of this doom and gloom. This, uh, bad. I want to talk about the heroes. Orange County. Thank you Orange County, you know, for doing what it is you do, which is love freedom. Okay? Because Orange County has always been about freedom. You know why? Because Orange County would not be possible without white flight. Okay? So that's it very there in the very essence of where Orange County comes from is the idea of f- frightened white people fleeing the cities. Uh, fleeing the dark, the dark uh, and brown and yellow uh, days and nights of the city <laughs> to the outer safe suburbs. Oh, so safe. So safe the suburbs were. And they then, of course, back then, before desegregation had housing authorities where they enforced residential segregarity, segre- Ooh, <laughs> segregation, segregation um they enforced it put it in the rules can't live here if you're black <laughs> basically that's why la is so segregated you see a lot of people who have come here in the recent years they have no idea that they just think la is this paradise and like wow everything's so great but they have no idea of the residential segregation past that la has that's why black people all live south right in south central or whatever it used to be south of central avenue central avenue used to be uh Hotspot, big, not on fire, you racist. Hotspot as in like culturally. It used to be like a place where jazz was in the 50s, actually. Uh, jazz, uh, a lot of jazz going on, a lot of beatniks. Smoking dope, listening to that devil jazz music, right? And that was, um, God damn it, name of the chief of police, I can't remember his name, but he militarized the LAPD. They cracked down on these hippies. They cracked down on them hanging out with black people and listening to jazz and smoking weed because that's dangerous. You understand that it was dangerous back then. And now it's still dangerous. But for other reasons. Back then it was to um, stop miscegenation, I guess. <laughs> and now it's to stop the coronavirus. But Orange County has put their foot down Orange County said, you know what? We don't see the data. I don't I don't really know what they're saying. I'm imagining I always imagine the best uh, and so maybe that's not what I should be doing. Perhaps Orange County is literally just some kind of Trump-tarded person who's like, my friend, nah, it's just the hoax and the flu, and I'm going to get out of there. which, But I highly doubt Orange County, I, I told you it's white flight, it's capital. They f- fled the inner cities, you know, to buy up all the real estate <laughs> surrounding it, right? Um Orange County has typically been red, but more like very establishment red. Uh, Southern California is very establishment in terms of, uh, in a lot of ways, Uh, politically very establishment Democrat or establishment Republican. There is, of course, the fringe. The fringe is there, not to say, but I'm just talking about who has power. Uh, And um, also just in terms of, I think, how... uh, like, I grew up in L.A., and and especially the Valley, which I guess is particularly um, the basic part of L.A. Well, L.A. proper is sort of the center, the city, right? It's not really a real city, but it's just this area, and then surrounded by suburban sprawl. Just, you know, rings and rings uh, of suburban sprawl around the center, and L.A., County or LA, yeah, just what we call LA County sort of spread and encompassed all these different um, communities that sprung up that were actually escaping LA. Now they're kind of like part of LA. And then a big struggle in the 70s was that those communities, they, they didn't want to pay taxes to those people living in the city you know what i'm saying they did not want to pay but at the same time they were glad to accept the municipalities and the roads and of course all that stuff public works all that stuff that everybody pays into equally but they just didn't want those kids getting it you know so they ended up getting themselves a sweet little 1978 prop 13 i think it's called they they passed themselves the voters of california because we have this proposition system it's pretty sweet it's also pretty crazy. But they made it so that uh, you, can't, you just can't raise taxes on people. You just can't raise. I think Schwarzenegger actually did away with it. But for the longest time, you couldn't raise property taxes unless there was like a two-thirds majority in the um, Senate. So basically, no taxes were being raised at all property-wise, uh, which would be great for people of uh, the people of Orange County. Huh? They benefited from that. Yeah. And honestly, I mean, Schwarzenegger, the Republican governor was the one who came back. I guess maybe it kind of makes sense, though. Maybe it takes a Republican to do the Republican thing in that moment, which is not necessarily to raise taxes, but to... Uh, because if you think about it, artificially holding down the tax is just as manipulative, right, as... Raising the tax up or whatever, you know, it's just like it should just be where it should be. Instead of artificially being put down, what do I know though? I don't know anything about. I'm never gonna own a home, so. <laughs> I don't know anything, but I just, I just know that. I wanna thank OC, the OC. Thank you, OC. Uh, there was a surfer protest in Laguna Beach, bro, and that was cool. See, that's like they're not. I'd love to see what the narrative... Are you saying that those are Trump-supporting surfer? <laughs> you know, bro, we really got to do something about it. Yeah, immigration, bro. Yeah, bro. <laughs> actually, that's like my friend Jared Levin. <laughs> Not that he's a Trump supporter, but that he's actually highly uh, versed in geopolitics while being a surfer bro, half Filipino, half Jewish, surfer bro. He was probably out there. You know what I mean? He was probably one of the guys... So anyways, uh Orange County's always been about freedom, right? Remember the OC Credits? Remember the OC the show? Uh, I just remember the credits because that's the only part of the show I w- ever watched, but it was it was it spoke of freedom. It was a, a view of Southern California uh unlike any other, just the houses and the uh sunlight uh <laughs> and the strip malls. You know, it's nice. It's nice. Um yeah, it's. Nah, I don't. I would never. I'm so glad I don't live in Orange County. I'm. So, I'm just glad I don't. I don't. I'm. I mean, I'm horrified. I'm living in L.A. right now, honestly. But I'm glad that I'm not living outside of Orange County. But I. Or in Orange County. But I have to give it to them. I have to give it to Orange County, right? For opening up the open mics, opening up their businesses, opening up the open mics, letting us send the canaries into the joke mine. You know what I'm saying? Like, I. I mean, if I was. If I was single, I'd probably be there right now. I mean, if I was, <laughs> if I was single, I'd probably be doing it. I, you know, if I was single and I didn't have anybody, if I didn't care about anybody in my life, I'd probably be doing it. But I, unfortunately, I do care about people and people in my life, and I want to. I, I'm like an early adopter type, uh, or like I'm an av- early avoidant. You know what I mean? When new shit comes out, I don't. Adopt it right away. I wait. I just watch and see what the adopters do. Because God bless them. Let them stand in line. Let them go get it. Let them them get it. Let's see what happens. I think, you know, um, we need the brave souls. Look, back in the day when we were cave people or hunter-gatherers, there were the brave souls who would eat the things that were mysterious and that could either... I feel like it's either three things. It could either uh, be bad for you, uh, inedible to poisonous, right? edible, or a drug. right? I feel like those are sort of the three. (laughs) And those people were shamans. You know what I'm saying? And so I say that these people are shamans, um, the ones heading out, doing comedy for the sake of comedy, doing it with other open micers, all potentially sick, probably have it already, but they're fine. And I think that's really the the important thing is that they're fine, okay? They're going to be fine. At least we'll see. Two weeks. Two weeks. TikTok. That's all we get to see. So everybody who's going out there, um, opening up, doing your thing, getting out there, God bless you. God bless you. Because I don't, I don't, see, I don't poo-poo that. I don't believe in judging people. Listen, I went out with Ramy, walking the dog, ran into a friend, Okay? Our friend Anya, she's pregnant. She has a dog, too. We're we're hanging. We are just in a... Okay, we had masks. We had masks, but Anya didn't have a mask. But we were there, and we were there. We were there. We were were outside. It was fine, okay? We weren't, like, fucking hugging. We weren't hugging. We were talking. And then this lady comes out of her house with her husband. She walks by, and she goes, Cute dogs. Cute, you know, I like the dogs. I don't like the way you guys aren't distancing, but, you know, I'm... (laughs) I just ignored the lady. I just ignored the lady because, first of all, I just wanted to be like, um, lady, you're the one at risk. You should be, get your fucking, you should get your ass away from us, is what you should do. The other day, is that like, you know, clearly six feet isn't enough distance to keep your nose out of our business. Booyah, Karen. All right, um, I should have just started yelling, Karen. Fuck you, Karen. Fuck you, Karen. Um, that I, I'm not there yet. I'm, I'm swinging the kettlebell. I'm up to 70 <laughs> to seventy swings, and I feel like, you know, I'm getting out in some energy. Got to get out the energy that way, you know. Um, so anyways, Orange County, just to uh, finish off what I was saying about Orange County, is that I think, yes, it is a place of freedom, and I think it proves it's a place where anybody can be white. You know, and I think that's what the, the, the Orange County is, is in ways uh, encapsulating the American dream. Right, because it's very diverse now, you know. But all those motherfuckers are white as fuck. <laughs> that's suburban. It's suburban. There are a bunch of. There's a lot of Asians out there. There's a lot of Indians. Lot, and they act. They are. They are so hard because they're not white, you know. But god damn it, they all grew up in the suburbs, man. They're white as shit. They're white as shit, and they're just. Ugh, god bless them, though. But that's America. That's the beauty of America. See, that's what we have to all. Trying to understand what we're all striving to understand is that America is a place, yes, it was a place founded by slave owners who wanted to be free. White men, racist white men who had these slaves, and they, but they have this freedom thing, and they're like, maybe the future or whatever. They kind of kick the can, but they let the can be kicked and let there be a can. Some places don't have a can. This is the thing. Some places don't have a can at all. No can. No can for kicking. No, no, no. You're going to have to burn everything down, Okay. That's how you kick the can in other places. But at least here, they're like, you know what? We'll put a little release valve. Maybe we get put an amendment. Start, you know, later in 100 years, is a war, and they stop the slavery. And look at us now, 100 years later. You know, 100 years later, they had the Jim Crow. Now here we are, approaching another 100 years, and will we be okay? Sure. That's supposed to be after the singularity. We should be fine. Okay? Anybody can be white in America. OC encapsulates that. And those open mics, God bless them. I hope, I saw Don Barris, Brian Callen. I was like, you know, uh, <laughs> national headliners signing up for open mics. Because in the end, that's just all we are. We're just sick people, man. We're just sick people. It doesn't matter if you're a fucking millionaire. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter if you're fucking just starting out. It doesn't matter if you're 30 years in and fucking just need a spot. You don't even paid for the spot. You're going to pay for the spot. Okay? We're all the same. We'll do it. Will come. That's what I, I'm telling you. I've seen headliners. You know, guys. You know that I've known back in the day. were fucking, you should be, should be on a jet or some shit. You know, hitting up open mics, paying the money or buying the drink or whatever. It, it's pathetic. <laughs> I'm, just kidding. I'm kidding. That's gonna be me. No, that's me realizing. Oh, that's me. It's me. But I just accept it. It's not sad. It is what it is. You know what's sad? Not doing it. Not doing it and then being like, ah, oh, I could have done it. I should have done it. And you know, if I did do it, I'd be good at it. You know, that's sad. All right. Anyways, um, that brings me to uh, enough about the OC. Thank you. Um, I wanted to talk today about this book I'm reading. It's called Did I? I didn't bring the book. No, because I wasn't going to start reading from it. That's not what this is about. Okay, I'll do my book report later, but I'm reading the book. Uh, it's called The Crowd, uh, and um, it's a study of the popular mind. It was written in the fucking 1890s. I'll have a more thorough, okay? I'll, I'll have a more. This isn't a book report, like I said. But anyways, it's a book that I saw cited a lot called the Crowd, and it's about crowd psychology, and it's before World War I. I mean, it's actually fascinating to read about this shit because this is before technology before the fucking modern world really as we know it yet a lot of the principles you know i could see them uh, applying the other thing that's funny is that it's written by this french dude and it's really it's super racist <laughs> in the way that people were back then you know what i'm saying like now if someone went through it you know they drag him on twitter and try to cancel him or whatever but you know it's just back then race was like a real thing it was like a science race you know because so a, a lot of things are attributed to race in terms of crowd behavior or You know, and a lot of that is conflated with I think culture and circumstance. So whatever. Fundamental attribution error. You remember that thing? Do you remember that thing? I talked about it. It's a thing in psychology where, you know, as an observer, when you see somebody do something, you are likely, more likely to attribute whatever they do to some kind of fundamental characteristic, you know, like some like it's their character. If you see a guy falling on the street, you say to yourself, Oh, that guy's clumsy, right? But if you're the guy falling on the street, you're not like I'm clumsy. Usually you're like that fucking thing made me fall. You know what I mean? That fucking, So that's uh, and it's a, it's a similar thing where you like blame others, right? When you blame <laughs> you blame others for failures and you take the credit for yourself uh, when you have success. You know what I mean? Same thing. Fundamental attribution error, you know? And that thing is also something that happens, I think. Um writ large right so i feel like i'm reading about that crowd a couple episodes ago i was talking about just how like the you know i was talking just about this market behavior crowd behavior group psychology right um it made me think of century of the self i don't know if you guys have ever seen that um i've talked about that in a previous podcast uh i think it was the one where i took acid with caleb on uh on rockaway beach yeah and then we ended up watching Century of the Self. Anyway, Century of the Self, look it up. It's really good. I think you could just find it on YouTube. It's like a BBC documentary. It's all about um, Freud's nephew. Yeah, Freud's nephew, who started one of the first PR firms in America and really just uh, Bernays. Yeah, Edward Bernays. And he just kind of got the whole thing going. He got women smoking. Uh, with this whole, like, Liberty Lighting Torches for Freedom campaign. He hired these, like, hot models and uh, created a fake press conference. And this was back in the day before people were that media savvy. This guy kind of came along and was like, okay, what if I hired, like, four hot girls wearing those, like, flapper skirts, smoking cigarettes, holding a press conference, and then when the press is all like, what are you doing here, girls? They'll be like, 'We're lighting torches for liberty you know what i mean like that and then do 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 extra extra read all about it women feminists (laughs) dizzy broads lighting torches for freedom you know like whatever you know like whatever they did back in the 20s anyways it took off it took off like wildfire torches for freedom women start smoking because they never did and then just grew you just grew your market share doubled it genius Genius. Uh, <laughs> was So manipulative. You know, also, perhaps the devil. Uh, but, you know, depending on your perspective. But anyways, um, I highly recommend Century of the Self. So Century of the Self got me interested uh, in a lot of, uh, things because i have a psychological background in, in the fact that i'm crazy uh no and i did study psychology in school i did study it but the reason i studied it because of my fucked up childhood which i think is most people in psychology anyways uh you end up thinking you're molested and like and you may might have been i might have been i don't know uh so anyways the crowd started reading it it's kind of cool and i you know you know, I was talking about how you know, obviously, comedy crowd, comedy crowd, comedy markets stuff. You know, um, good stuff. People are saying the markets are going to crash. I don't know. What do you think? What do you think? May people say sell in May and go away? What do you think? Has there ever been the Fed unleashed on the markets? I here is the thing. Is like I guess apparently the majority of the trading going on in the markets are these just like bots, giant algorithm bots, just giant, just imagine whales, giant whale, and they just move the markets, you know, they fucking move them. And one of the things they probably do is they, they hunt, um, stops, you know, they're probably hunting stops. Like, um, you know, so like if you're a retail person like me, like just some loser who has, this isn't really like a trader, you yeah, know, professionally, but are just doing it with a little bit of money. Perfect. Perfect for perfect to just take your... They'll take our pennies. They'll take them. They'll take them. They'll take your little dollars. They'll take them all. They're, you think they, they don't mind? They do. Because all those dollars add up, you know? There's millions of us, you know? And all those little pennies and dollars fucking add up, you know? So they have these giant bots just like... And they're hunting... You know, one of the ways you trade is you set something called stop loss, right, which is like you enter a trade and then you put in an order in the opposite direction and you say, OK, if it gets to here, I'm out because I don't want to lose any more than this, right? Right. And so just imagine then what you have are these institutions who command lots of capital, but then also have these algorithms basically going around hunting those stops, like looking for them. Because they have the money basically to just be like move the market in that direction, and just take out everybody's stops. Because that's all money. You're just cashing out all that. La, 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 la. And then the market can move again. So so this is very interesting in the context of the fact that like the market is supposed to be um, – logical in its um, irrationality, right? It's supposed to be rational in its irrationality. It's supposed to be responding to things. And and some people are saying, you know, like, oh, the market's priced in. Like, Kramer, Kramer's saying, the market's priced in. The market's priced in. You know, that's him. Uh, other people are saying, you know, no, it's being propped up by the government. Brrr, that's what that is. Remember the 1.5 trillion they injected and the so on and so forth, 6 trillion or something, they fucking just unloaded that's uh to keep the markets propped up so when things look like they're supposed to fall instead they're going up just like you know that's what the news stories have been right april's been one of the top gaining on wall street the wall street's roaring meanwhile economies are economies all around the world crumbling people are out of jobs you know one in five restaurants all the small businesses Ah, oh god what's gonna happen right so this is a real disconnect between the two things so then it's like what we have then, you have um, the crowd, you have the idea of market psychology, you have the idea of humans, and then you have bots, right? And the humans and the bots are not necessarily working against each other. It's actually more like institutions versus individuals. That's sort of more the factions, you know, or really overall bulls versus bears, right? Just the idea of people thinking it goes up, people thinking it goes down, okay? And there's robots on each side, right? There's individuals and riding those robots on each side and it's just kind of like I'm trying to be like one of those little remoras in the sea with the shark you know, where the sharks and the whales do stuff and you just kinda of latch on. Wee and you just more it's more for the ride, but you probably get squashed if I if I really expose myself and put all my money in the markets, then I'd just die. You know, i just I'd be wiped out. And it would be nothing it wouldn't even matter. It would be a blip. Just a blip. Just a blip. Just like a pebble going into the ocean right but if i was if i was one of these fucking cash machines, just one of these burr bots brrr, if i was in there just fucking oh god what would i do you know i would just uh i would just come in I, get, I think that's what people do in crypto right that's what they say like i would just come in okay let's just say i just would have like if i was a billionaire and eh, i would just set aside let's say like a hundred million okay just to play within the markets. all right? And I'll take that hundred million and at times just do stupid things like just buy ten million dollars with the sh- just drive the price and then fucking drive it just but why? Why would I do that? Just for fun? I mean, I would think that there are probably some people who are so wealthy. That it doesn't matter how much money they lose in the markets if they set aside just an amount that like doesn't matter if they lose all of it that hundred million they could make that back tomorrow so they can lose that but it gives them pleasure to probably to be wiping out everybody underneath them because it gives them a sense of superiority I mean I would if I can just imagine this not even having the resources I'm pretty sure there's people out there that do this okay i <laughs> said no there's no way because <clears throat> some money in the end doesn't make you feel better about yourself right you have you got have all the shit in the world all the stuff in the world and none of that is actually making you feel good you know what makes you feel good squashing other people that's what makes you feel you know what makes you feel a bit like better when you what makes you feel good inside is when you reduce other people and push them below you that's tried and true And you're telling me that people aren't doing that? I can see that happening. Listen, people are like, listen to Warren Buffett, right? And Warren Buffett just sold all of their airline stocks. So uh, they listen to the guy. Meanwhile, just before this, he bought a bunch of oil stuff, which I guess, if you think about it, it's not a bad thing. He couldn't see the coronavirus coming. And given what the rebound is probably going to be like, it's probably a good thing to have a bunch of oil but at the same time, the guy speaks in the market, listens. Right? Is that and is that is that what we want? Is that is that something? just like Elon Musk saying his prices or his stock is overvalued, you know, and sending the prices down? Like, is that what we want? Is that what we need? Is that? But I don't know. Maybe it is what it is. Is that the thing? Can we ever like if we ever evolved into a Borg-like state? Uh, Would that mean the death of the markets? Would that mean the death of comedy? Because comedy also functions on not only crowd psychology, but uh, subversion of expectation, just surprise, a lot of things that you have to have in order for everybody to also react in unison to something unexpected, right? Um, So if we were, I guess, purely logical, all of that would disappear. But then would we have... Truly infinite growth, or we would we just kind of have like we would be, we would be call it ranging. Would we be ranging, just kind of going up and down a little bit, but not nothing too high. Nothing that kind of makes sense, right? If you were some kind of logical Vulcan like robot species, you probably wouldn't like keep climbing and climbing, and climbing. you probably keep it to some equilibrium. Maybe I don't know. What the fuck am I talking? What <laughs> god goddamn? What am I talking about? um I don't know. I'm talking about freedom, baby. I'm talking about America. I'm talking about America. man. I saw online. Dude, Donald Trump was like, "I for one am uh glad that Kim Jong Un is okay." <laughs> I just think that's hilarious. I just think it's hilarious. I know, I know everybody's mad at Trump and I get it, but I just think it- and this guy Trump, this guy fucking tweeted Trump was like, You know, whoa, why don't we just say congratulations to Hitler or whatever? You know, basically made a comparison between Kim Jong-un and Hitler. And then I had to be like, come on, slow down, buddy. Slow down. All right? This is me. I'm a Korean guy. I'm a Korean descendant of people affected by the Korean War. Kim Jong-un's family has probably kidnapped my family. They might even be in the family. I might be a relative. I don't know. I don't know. Okay? My family hides everything. So I have no (laughs) idea. But... But I do know that it's a bit of a stretch, okay, to call Kim – I don't – who are you calling Hitler? Kim Jong-un? Kim Jong-il? Kim Il-sung? You don't even know who Kim Il-sung is. You don't even know who Kim Il-sung is and yet – so anyways, that was my response. Because it was just someone – some journalist guy who loves – to because journalism has just become a roast battle against Trump. That's all journalism is now. There's no attempt to tell the truth or attempt to inform the public anymore. It's just a roast battle with Trump. That's all they're scoring points. Fuck you, Even now, Don Lemon is trending because he was like, why do you hate Barack Obama? Is it because he was black? Is it because he didn't have his dad? Is it because he had this? And people are like, ooh, ooh, whoa, ah. Like, it matters. Like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Don Lemon, why aren't you trying to help us out of this crisis? Why don't you go to the good town of Orange County and see for yourself? See for (laughs) yourself. instead of calling them racist retards why don't you go down there and see for yourself right the the joy and the laughter life right and you're saying that these people are killing everybody they're living life um or they might be catching corona but they might be fine that's how uncertainty works and shouldn't you as a journalist don lemon be out there helping us navigate through that uncertainty instead of uh, playing the dozens with fucking Trump or fucking I don't know. I'm playing your mama. Your mom's so fat. How fat is she? I mean, you know. Come on, come on, everybody. Come on, lemon. Come on, <laughs> people. Pull yourselves together. Let's <laughs> fucking. Okay. Oh God, you want you want the Great Depression 2.0 because we're getting it. Okay, it's good time. Great times. Anyways. I guess I'll wrap it up with a little bit of talk about... I wanted to just talk about the idea of uh, scientific, the scientific method versus scientific consensus, right? Because I think there's a lot of talky talk about science going on. <clears throat> People are like, B- believe the experts. Believe all women. Believe the experts. Okay. Okay. Um, that's kind of funny, right? The people who told us to believe all women are now telling us to believe the experts. Uh, well, I'm just writing that down, sorry for the pause because that's there's something there. All I can do now, all I do now is make jokes online, do this podcast, learn about trading I have a I have a writing job. I have a little bit of a job. I have a job I've worked that. God damn it, and um, that's what I do, but this is, so this is my life, coming up with random jokes, that will go nowhere, that will be of no use in an actual stand-up setting eventually, and it doesn't matter, doesn't matter, because if it, you know, I'm, I'm waiting, seeing in two weeks, if it happens you know, it being piles of dead bodies of all these protesters and the open micers, then, uh, you know, I'll avoid it. But if it doesn't, I'll start to, I think it's time to start reassessing. June might be a time to start reassessing. July, for sure. I mean, you know, come on. You gotta gotta move, you gotta pivot, too. You gotta be nimble. You gotta be nimble. Things could change. You never know. Anyways, I got sidetracked by the, um, by believing all women. (laughs) I'm just kidding. No, no, talking about believing all experts. Yes, the scientific method. Scientific method. Scientific method is dope. Okay. Scientific method. I'm not gonna even. I don't know it. I mean, I don't know it by heart. I don't know it, but I know that it works. Cause that's how I'm doing this. I got the podcast. I got the iPad. I got the fucking. I got this fucking. I got a. I got marijuana. The, all of it. Science. Hooray! It works. Okay. It works because of the method. The method is self-correcting. It keeps going and going and going. That's fine. So consensus is a whole other thing. Scientific consensus. Because scientific consensus one day at a time was that cigarette was good for you. And one day at a time that it was fats that were bad and sugar that was good for you, right? And one day it was was scientific consensus that the earth was flat. One day it may be again. We don't know. We may be in the middle of a flat cycle of the earth, okay? It goes from flat to round to flat. We don't know. But consensus changes, right? So consensus changes because that's the crowd, just because they're all smarty pants doesn't necessarily mean they're all right. Right? Right? Right. Right. That's a that's a tough thing to swallow right now. And I think a big reason it's a tough thing to swallow is because we're all kind of suffering. Sort of we we all accepted, made the social compact. We we're like, social compact. Contract? Anyways, we were, we were all like, okay. We're gonna we're gonna go inside. We're gonna shut things down because of the health. Protecting the abolitas protecting the vulnerable you know we're protecting it we don't want to overwhelm the hospitals we don't want to overwhelm the healthcare. we did it we're inside you know this is like that that guy went viral he was like we did it but now what but then nothing happened what's gonna happen now we did what you asked okay so that we're there now we're here now we're at a point where we did what you asked so now is the time where we start examining the data and if the data isn't going the way we thought What we see is going on is the expert class being like doubling down and being like, no, no, it's going to happen. It's either going to happen or sometimes there are questionable fabrications where they're showing like, uh, you know, footage of Italy and trying to pass it off as the United States or they, You know what I mean? Or just uh, just making it seem like perhaps it's a bigger thing than it is. Is it? I don't know. It's hard you can't trust the media because they're all involved in just roast battling Trump. And part of roast battling Trump is to show that it's a, it's a fucking disaster out here because of him. And then also if there's a depression, it's because of him, right? The only thing is that's going to fucking backfire. They don't understand that. They just don't understand that. But whatever. Hey, I don't... Give, I don't know. I've just... I've given up on the the, the blues. I've given up on the reds whenever we're on board with. Uh, fucking both... Yeah, that's what I say. Fucking both. Okay. Uh <laughs> anyways. So consensus is actually just like the um measure of all the scientists put together saying that yes, this is a, so that's like climate change, right? The consensus is that climate change is anthropogenic, anthropogenic, and uh that uh it's that's it's happening because of that and you know, um but is the science out a hundred percent? No, it's not. And there are people who disagree. So what is, does it mean that the consensus is right? Does it mean that the people who are against it are wrong? No, it doesn't. The probability is that the consensus is right because that is just that's just numbers, right? But consensus has been wrong, and that's the nature of science. That's why the method is the method. That's why it's possible. So it's not consensus. Consensus is only important because the method works. If there was no method, it's just religion. That's what religion is. Religion, right, or just anything, any cultural political thing where everybody believes a certain thing that's all it is propaganda right you just believe it because you do and you do there's no way of actually proving it using any kind of metric like the scientific method which is how we have all this cool stuff right that's why we got it that's why we're gonna beat the virus that's why we're gonna be okay because we got all the cool stuff because stuff's not going away the stuff it's just how we get the stuff needs to change we gotta fix all that But the stuff itself will be here. Ingenuity, the progress, the thing, the singularity, it's all coming. It's fine. Hey, singularity is a good sell now with the pandemic, right? We'd probably, I guess we would all be sort of immune once we were all digitized. I guess, though, then we would have to worry about virus, like computer viruses. Wouldn't it be crazy if there was, like, a computer virus that could become a real virus and then we could become a computer virus again? Okay anyways <laughs> I feel like this should be a, a manga or something or I should should I write this maybe I'll write it I'll try to write this I don't know I'm not really a writer per se uh, I'm more of a, a talker I talk I talk and I joke and I kid uh, uh, maybe'll maybe now I'm become a serious author maybe now they're coming for me the black helicopters i don't know if you can hear them they're overhead they're having they know I have got the documents i'm People are uh, saying Alex Jones, you know, who went on a ranting, raving thing about how he would eat his neighbors. <laughs> you think I won't? I'll eat his ass. Um, and then they're like, "See, there's." And then they're also this is weird strain of like saying he's a white supremacist, and then cannibalism is a part of it. Uh, that's a thing going on. But you know, God bless people; they believe what they believe. And I don't. What am I? Who am I? Who am I? Who am I? Who am I? I'm just a jester. This guy online was like why don't you try to make a joke that makes people feel patriotic which is the most kind of i won't say it but no it's retarded yeah it's retired okay listen that's not what i do make people feel patriot and how do you do that how you guarantee laughter is a thing that happens it has nothing to do with like an ideology or whatever you know what i mean laughter is not based on I believe this and I love my country, you know, it's, it's, it's like an animal thing, you know, it just comes out, I'm just trying to pull it out of you, right, because of incongruities and, you know, fucking just being a jackass, right, I was basically like, look, I don't go to where you work and knock the dick out of your mouth, right, because that's a George Carlin joke, that's a George Carlin thing he said to a heckler, um, or it's a common street, it's a common street joke, whatever. But he was just like you gotta you should make people feel better and blah, 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 blah. and I was just like, man, I'm a jester the jester's job is not to glorify the crown, you know what I'm saying The jester's job is to tread the line. he might lose his head, he might just make fun of everybody, make fun of everybody if I can you know do things that polite society cannot do, which I suppose is what I'm doing, and which is why I have no money okay. <laughs> ah uh, good times all right guys um thank you so much for listening to this episode of the virgin kim cast um i think that look it, there's murder hornets but they've always been around and you see planet earth they were featured on planet earth planet earth not a big deal they're like asian giant asian okay now they're asian okay guys all right okay guys it's gonna be fine it's gonna be fine i mean people places are opening up it's going to run through people are the people who are going to die are going to die unfortunately unfortunately and maybe that's just what needs to happen just like with you know the fed pumping money into the markets unnecessarily buying up bad businesses and debt and all that stuff when really they probably should let a lot of the unhealthy die that's what's happening with the coronavirus and maybe it's not so bad i mean maybe you know people are going to people are going to dig this up and say i am some kind of bio-fascist or something. I was calling for genocide of the uh, ableist. Ah, oh, ableist, disabled genocide, like a ableist genocidal person or whatever, but that's not what I'm saying at all. See, they'll cut this part out. They're, I'm not advocating for that at all. That's the part they'll cut out and not have in context. I am not saying that. They'll cut this part out too. They don't have to cut this, every part out. They just cut it from there. You know how it works. Anyways, what I'm saying is that the virus we have no choice. We have no vaccine. It's going to run through the population. We're trying to stop the speed of it. That's what flattening the curve is about. But it's running through. Okay? It's doing what it does. That means we already know who's vulnerable. We already know who's at risk. Thankfully, it's not children. Thankfully, it's not young people. Thankfully, it's old people. (laughs) But it's people at risk. People with diabetes. People with underlying conditions. People who already are a little bit, on the tail end of the herd in the darwinian sense you know what i mean and unfortunately that is what happens unfortunately that's what happens okay uh and sh- should happen with businesses and the markets to weed out the bad stuff but no the fed's propping it up the fed's doing what we wish we could do what we-, we have done biologically which is prop up a lot of sick people right? prop them all up without providing them health care but give them a lot of good sugary foods and uh yeah you know, i don't know let's see let's see what happens so that's not necessarily a good thing i know i know it's a lot of death and destruction but you know you imagine when they were all right i'll stop this <laughs> is about to go ahead but no really imagine that it's everything comes with death and destruction that's the thing you know if you really pay attention if you really really pay attention you could see the fucking carnage were yeah, the bullets bullet selling bullets you know fucking emissions everything fucking plastic choking the seas everything everything the fires everything um so it's no it's unending it's un- in the thing is as human beings and especially human beings who live in civilized manner meaning in millions millions clustered together demanding and devouring just untold amounts of food and resources and just just putting out waste and just like um, you know, there is no innocent person there. We're all we're all part of it. You know, we're all part of this giant machine. And and God bless us. We're on top of the world, guys. We're in the top of the heap. We're on top. We're we're, we're the, when the roller coaster goes all the way up, all the top. You know, we're up almost at the at the top, and you can see everything. And it's almost like you're you're weightless. You know, we're there. It's a beautiful moment. It's a beautiful moment. We're gonna look back at on so many golden ages. You know, there's gonna be so many golden ages to look back on. Golden age of open mics, golden age of just housing loans, a golden age of ooh, driving in your car smoking weed. Ugh, you can't you're not gonna be able to do that soon. You're gonna have all these fucking electric noses and shit. You know, you're like it's it's good the technology's gonna catch up and take away our freedom. You know? I think we gotta relish the time we have the golden age, you know? This golden. This is a golden age we're living in, everybody. I think we should really enjoy it. Um, and love the people in your lives. Love each other. Love yourself. Okay? Who cares about the Twitter, President's Twitter? Who cares? Okay? Care about your family. Care about the people in your lives. Care about your doggy. Okay? Anyways, thank you for listening find me on twitter find me on instagram find me on facebook find me this podcast on youtube stitcher instagram wait fuck youtube spotify google why do i even do this all right goodbye